Welcome to the Get Fit AF with Angie Fraser podcast, a fitness channel with a difference. We aim to challenge traditional views on fitness and what it means to be fit AF. We cover real questions from real people, including my clients and friends, chat with inspiring and passionate people, and maybe the odd rant along the way. Join us to get fit AF without the bullshit. So welcome, Tyler. Um, you've been in my gym for a little while anyway. Yes. <laughs> Doing, just starting up your personal training business, which is fantastic. Yeah, just um, starting to get off the ground and it's yeah. good to be here training with you guys. Good environment here. Yeah, it's good to have someone else coming in and using the space as well when we're not here. But um, yeah, so I met you, we were just working it out. Pre just just as the pandemic was kicking off. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I um I met your wife before then. Yes, I, she she did PT with you for quite a while because yeah. she was getting into modelling and stuff like that, and really had a few physique goals that she wanted. Yeah, to do. and um she was one of my first personal one one of the group of my first personal training clients um when I was less experienced, but we've gotten <laughs> along really well since then, which is great, and then. I think I was dropping some gear around to your place. I hadn't met you before and um, I dropped it off into your garage gym and you sort of talked about how you'd been working out, been getting right into training, you'd lost a lot of weight. Yeah. And um, then we got talking about like what's the best sort of certifications and learnings to do from there. Yeah, that's right. And then I just kept badgering you with messages. And yes. <laughs> you put me yes. on the JPS, which was, yeah, that was really good. The invoice is coming yeah. for all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I ended up um, being your mentor for your certification, got you to do a bit of free labour here, um, yeah. which is good. Yep. No. And just knowing that, you know, um, I think as I've worked with you and, and chatted with you, I've sort of found that your values sit along the same lines as uh, what mine do and how I work with clients and we don't necessarily work in the same way but it's really those values that come through and I wouldn't have anyone in the shed that I didn't think aligned with that so um, welcome. So if you want to tell us a bit about your journey today I think it's really interesting I think it's going to be interesting for people and uh, let them get to know you a bit more so you lost, was it 50 kilos? Yeah, 50 kilos all up. Yeah. So it wasn't overnight. It was, um, it was uh, <laughs> yeah, quite a long journey. About two years it was all up with training and figuring things out and figuring diet out and all that sort of stuff and getting a good balance. So yeah, it was about 50 kilos and it, it sits there pretty well. I've sort of figured out a maintenance level like that, which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was the tipping point for you to make change? So I was working in a pretty stressful job at the time and I did lose a little bit of weight uh, through stress and at actually like malnourishment and stuff like that oh. and so I left prior that prior to gaining weight uh, was it or no so I, I was all, I was always quite big I've always been heavy and I've I was over 100 kilos in mid high school oh right so I was yeah. always quite big and and all that so I was always quite active as well I rode horses all the time and I played rugby and all that sort of stuff but I didn't understand eating yeah. either um so I grew up on a farm and dad played quite a high level of rugby. Yep. So his thing was food equals fuel. Yeah. So he was always eating massive meals and all that sort of stuff. And he worked 
uh, as a TAFE teacher, but also shod horses, fell trees, did all that sort of stuff. So he was using his energy. I wasn't. I was at school sitting down all day. Yeah. So that's where it sort of, I think that's where it sort of come from. Um, but yeah, so I've always been quite heavy. I've, I've lost a little bit of weight here and there, um, doing, uh, I guess, not so much fad diets, but more extreme dieting and stuff like that. And I'd lose a little bit and then I'd put it straight back on so and I just stuff. could never figure it out. Um, and it just seemed like a genetic thing to me. It just seemed like, you know, I'm stuck. This is where I'm meant to be at and yep. there's not really any hope. But once I lost that little bit of weight, I was about 20, 26, I think, when I lost that little bit of weight. Um, and I quit that job and I was a bit happier straight away as soon as I'd done that. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll keep this going. So I joined the gym and I started doing a little bit and it just sort of led to more and more progress as I, as I went, I guess sort of thing and become more of a lifestyle change and lifestyle habit sort of thing. What did you love about it though? Cause you kind of got to love it. Like you can't. I liked the results. Yeah. I guess that's, that's what drove me, I guess. To, so another pivotal factor in this was I saw a photo of my dad when he was younger and he had a big chest big arms, he was quite a solid rig, he didn't have any like much fat on him and that sort of stuff and that's was sort of an aha moment where I, I realised that maybe genetics didn't have everything to play in this yeah. and I could make a change because I, I'd sort of just yeah modelled myself around the fact that I couldn't do these things but seeing that photo, just something just clicked and I started to really question it yep. and then as I started to get more results... I started to train more and I started to think, like, look into my training more and stuff like that as well. So that the results drove more progress. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing when you take action. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I, yeah, I say to all of my clients, some of them get it, some don't, um, you know, just start taking action and that's, that's what starts the, the chain reaction, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. You just, yeah, it's not about waiting for the right moment or the right program. How many different sort of methods and programs did you try in that so time? At <laughs> first, I, I just started going to the gym and I went with a friend who trained like a bodybuilder. So yeah. he'd do his chest, arms, back, legs, shoulders every week. Yeah, on and separate just days. Do, on separate days. Yeah. So he'd yeah, hit a certain muscle group every day. I did a lot of HIIT training as well. I joined Senna Fit. Yep. And I did a lot of HIIT training through there for a while. I tried a little bit of a different split with my training and started to learn that it worked better to hit muscle groups on multiple days rather than the bro type split yep. that I was started out with. Look, so, you've got to train pretty hard to need that amount of rest between muscle groups. And most, yes. let's be honest, most people in the gym are not training That's that hard right. unless they're very experienced. And I've actually changed to a full body workout now, which I originally <laughs> thought wasn't a good option. But now I've come to realise it actually is a good option and it's working really well. I'm getting really good results. So, yeah, it's just you learn so much like, yeah. along the way, like about yeah. especially about different training styles and... We've had a few discussions about like, so who's your client? Who's who's the people that you're going to work with? Who are they? Because like, it's okay to see um, like a theory on paper about the best way to train, but what about the people in front of you? And so I think that's when we'd had some discussions around, well, this is how I train my clients because their lifestyle tends to be X, Y, Z, doesn't allow for this, that, the other. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got to, 
that's what I love about programming for people is that you can be really creative with it and it's kind of like problem solving, isn't it? So you've got these things that need to happen to make change, but you've got a human in front of you and how are you going to bring the two together? I remember (laughs) doing my, one of my prac days in, in the gym here that we had to, we had to take photographs of and all that sort of stuff. Um, Oh, that was painful. (laughs) I had someone in front of me to squat and they just sort of looked at me and went, how, what do you mean by squat? And I was like, oh, and I sort of looked at you like a deer in headlights <laughs> yeah. and you're like, well, we could do this. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So we've had to like work around these sort of, uh, it's hard. you've got to remember that people start at where they start, basically. I was sort of lucky in that I played rugby and stuff like that and it helped me to get in these positions yeah. without thinking about it because it yeah. was drilled into me through throughout like my time playing rugby. But a lot of people haven't had that sort of um, influence. So there's different things we can do to work around them. And that was a really big learning curve, actually. Yeah, I think I said to you and Nush at the time, I was like, you're not training any of my clients for your assessments because they already know how to move. Yeah, yeah. That's bullshit. You're (laughs) getting people off the street. Yeah, that's right. People who don't know and you don't know them. So they walk, you've got to start from scratch. And I think that's when people really learn what it means to be a PT yes. when you get someone who says to you, what is a squat? And that's, you know, this is, this is what we're dealing with and that's fine and nothing yeah. against people, but it, it becomes our job to then really think and break it down for them and make it achievable for them. Yes, that's right. And, and then starting from that point too, that, that just gives you like the, such a, um, it gives you a good place to strive towards then too because you're starting from the ground then you can work up and you've got such like all these steps you can take to get to where you want to be I guess too from a body weight squat to a box if you don't have any stability all the way up to with a barbell on your back and being able to squat you know 60 kilos so it's yeah it's good to work from that ground up I think it gives you a really good starting point as well I think a lot of our job is like inspiring so i hate it when people say can you motivate me i can't motivate you you actually have to get your butt here that's that's all you need to do then when you're here i will train you whether you're here in person or whether you're inverted commas here online you have to show up yeah because we both do a little bit of online coaching as well um which is like a whole other different ball game but people have to turn up it's not about us motivating them but i think that if we can inspire them to go hey you might feel like you're not at a very good starting point but we're going to work you through all these progressions to that exercise that you can see someone across the gym doing and that you really want to do but you're not quite there yet um it's the journey it's like becoming inspired by that journey and doing a little bit more and not necessarily as i always say it's not just about lifting more weight but you will yeah you will naturally over time, but it's about just improving your skills, working on them. Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. And the one thing that I've learned and that I try to push across to, to clients and, and everyone in general across like uh, social media and stuff like that is there's no magic motivation. The motivation comes from results and from showing up every day and you change these habits and you start to build new habits around your around your health and your fitness and then that's when the motivation comes yeah because i didn't magically just go i really want to go to the gym this morning like yeah 
it, it just didn't work like oh, that. Oh, we though. all like, yeah. I still go, okay, so today when I sent you that message saying I'm nearly done, I've just got one more round of the ski erg, yeah. the ropes <laughs> and ball sit-ups and I actually don't want to do it. Yeah. And then it's, it's about just going, okay, I'm going to finish this. But even just getting started, like people need to start giving themselves a pat on the back for the process, not the outcome as yes, well. Definitely. Like just tick that box, show up, get it done, yeah. and then get it done a bit better next time. That's right. Over time. I hear a lot of the, um, oh, you know, I might not be as good as everyone else. Yeah. You're as good as yourself and you're improving every single week and that's progress. That's what it's about. Yeah. And then you'll get to a level where you go, holy shit, I didn't think I'd be able to do that. And that's, yeah. that's what it's about, the, yeah. the journey. I think you're really passionate about that personal training, which is fantastic because we haven't seen a lot of it. Well, especially in our area in recent times, not a lot of people, I would argue, have from what I've heard and seen, PT this way. So they tend to get people in groups, do a circuit and call it personal yeah. training, which you and I both know. You're taking someone from their baseline and you're moving them forward from there. Yeah. That is personal training. Exactly right. That is like giving everyone the same exercises, the same weights in a group and then just expecting them to come along is group fitness. And that's fine, but people need to actually know the difference. Yes, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I think that comes from my starting point. I think that's what drives me so much is that I want to be able to show people that they can do these things and this is the process they need to do if they want to achieve these things but yeah yeah, yeah that's where my drive comes from i guess yeah the big thing is though you know you're needing to spend that time with people so you need to get that commitment from them and yes. it's a big thing for people to invest not only their money with you when obviously you're going to give them a level of service where you're working one-to-one -one with them you're programming for them behind the scenes you're answering their questions outside of sessions as well which is something that i feel passionately about doing so that people yeah. can move forward between sessions is that you're spending that time so it is a bigger investment for people but it's also their time and i think you know uh people are really short on time these days yeah. um they need to know it's a process and so you've kind of got to inspire them to to give that time and yeah, dedicate it that's right for long enough to see those results as and well so it's not just like i've had people say to me how much is a personal training session yeah well you're not going to really do i'd rather just give it to you for free honestly so you can see a little bit about how i pt yeah because you don't you don't do anything in a personal training session yes that's right yeah, yeah. it's a program yes yeah, yeah exactly yeah. right i've found that the the hybrid model sort of works really well so that's like the mix of online and in-person sessions that way we get our in-person session every single week and i get to like you know i get to have a chat and figure out a lot about the person as they're going and their progress and i can see their physically see their progress and give them cues on the fly as well but then the online um doesn't you, you don't have to commit to like one time time slot. and place so yeah. you can you can train of your like of your own accord sort of thing you can yep. train around your lifestyle where whenever it fits in but sort you've of got thing, someone better. setting your program yes. for you giving you feedback on it progressing it for you so you don't need to think about any yeah. of that and you've got someone to bounce things off as yeah, well and exactly teach right. you it takes that yeah. guesswork out of it because everyone just thinks oh no what if i'm doing the wrong thing and yeah. that sort of stuff you get in your own head it sort of takes that away but you can still work around your own your own lifestyle and yeah. your own yeah so I started introducing um, after the pandemic um, and it was something that I'd wanted to do for a long time, but I couldn't quite, I guess, launch it to my clients because they've been so used to doing 
group fitness for so long, like your standard group fitness, which is where I started. But then once I started learning more, reading more and watching, you know, working with humans and going, what's going to work better? So started introducing a hybrid personal training group fitness model. And that was like a bit much for some people to get their head around as well. But it's now like I've persevered with it. It's going really well, you know, since then. And I think um, also incorporating the online stuff is, fantastic so yeah you've just got it you've got to give people need to do more work than just in one session yes. is yeah, yeah most definitely yeah. yeah and that's what i've trying to been been trying to instill in people and it's hard too because people will see the results because I, I do i post a lot about my journey and my yes. results and all that sort of stuff but people will see them one-off results as a snapshot yeah and think if i go to them once a week then yeah i'll be able to do that as well yeah but they don't see behind the scenes where i've actually Trial been error. in the gym seven days a week at some points like and and worked around a like I worked a pretty full-on uh well, I guess it's a roster but it wasn't it wasn't um it wasn't a set roster so I'd work chaotic hours so I was having to train at 2am some mornings and yep. stuff like that but I I'm not saying that everyone should be doing that but so that's your what alarm's still going do. off at 1am yes yes I'm sure you've got <laughs> snapchats of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) but it was, um, it's just sometimes you have to do a bit more than what you actually see on in that one snapshot. Yeah, there's a lot of effort that goes into these things, and that's what I wanted to ask you about next, actually. So, what challenges did you have along the way? So, obviously, one was the the workload. So, I'd like I said, I'd as in work or the amount of work that you needed to do for results as in my, my job. So my day to day job, my hours were never set. So I could, it's the biggest barrier for arguably everybody. Yes. And and that's what I've tried to give, tell to people, yes, it is hard, but if you really, really need these results and that's what you want, then this is what you're going to have to do. We can scale it back and we can work around your life and all that sort of stuff. But if you want X results, you're going to have to do Y to yeah, get Yeah, at them. the end of the day, and I said this to a client this morning who I'm, I've just started working with, so setting their expectations, I'm like, I don't want to be all doom and gloom, but at the end of the day, you are going to have to sacrifice something. Yes, like, there's always a trade-off. Yeah. And, and the, but that I've got to a point now because it's hard to gain these results. But once you get to a place where you're happy and comfortable, it's a little bit easier to maintain then as well. Yeah, I think you so, you and I have had some discussions around not actually overdoing it as well. So you get to that yes. point where you've made all this progress, you've put really hard yards in, but you can actually maintain it with a lot less than what you put in initially, yeah. which is psychologically hard for some people, it you, is. Yes, to wrap your head around. Is. It's, it's yeah. hard to scale back because you've got yeah. that overarching fear of, you know, if I don't do enough, then I'm going to lose progress. But... Uh, it's actually not the case. I there. think it's great that you've got that experience and then be able to have that empathy for people as well. Yes, like some yep. of the things that are, some of the issues that are going to come up when yep. they're, yeah. I actually had someone say to me who's followed me for a long time, he's actually a client now from yep. overseas. Yep. And he said um, uh, he wasn't going to join a gym because there's people in there that look like me. Uh, and I said, yes, but where did we start? Like, you, you know my journey. You know yeah. exactly where I've started from. Yeah. People in the gym aren't that worried about what you're doing sort of thing. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting conversation. Oh, I, I have that day, here but... as well. With I actually, I have had people just join and then, like, 
not show up and drop off and some of the feedback has been around well I'm not as fit as the people here and I mean we're not doing you know anything crazy we're just average people here we're trying to build strength we're trying to you know um, build a little bit of muscle and just be you know reasonably fit but for some people that's intimidating and it's always dependent on your start point and I think that um, but mindset is a really huge factor in that and we can't necessarily so good well, on that guy for, for yeah, having a go, yeah. but a lot of people don't. It's hard to break through that barrier, yeah. I think. And that's where I'm trying to – that's what my message is sort of around, you know. Like, you don't have to start out. You don't have to have a six-pack and all that sort of stuff. Like, people aren't too worried about you in the gym. you just got to focus on your own journey and make gyms a more accessible place for Everyone. for the everyday person because it's so intimidating. Yeah. Like, even, like, my wife, as you know, is so intimidated by going to – she would never walk into a commercial gym – and she looks quite good. She's very yeah. fit, like yeah. a fit-looking individual. Like she doesn't, she's not carrying extra weight, all that sort of stuff. But even she, she wouldn't step fit in a commercial gym yeah. because it's just too much for her She said that's her why she ended yeah. up trying, giving me a try. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, and I think that's know. a good thing that you offer up here as well. Yeah. That, that you know, that closed community where, where people can come in, feel accepted, and there's no pressure to look a certain way or to do a certain amount of exercise. Like you're not set against each other there's no yeah yeah we're also very big here um which was some feedback i got from a new client last night and have had before we're very big here on not having an environment so when you say community i kind of think yeah everyone throws that around as a really positive thing but i think there can be negative aspects to a community when you say like people are um like uh either competing or like whatever but what we do up here is make sure that people aren't kind of hanging around in their little cliques and stuff. Yeah. In, so it's very much you get in, you do your workout, you say hello to people. And I, I said to this client, she goes, yeah, no, I love that. You just get in. Everyone's like friendly. Um, you know, there's no over the top. People don't need to go talking in groups in the corner. They don't have time yeah. to hang around, basically. No time for selfies, anything yeah. like that. Um I feel but attacked with that one. You feel attacked, <laughs> yeah. No more selfies in here. Um, and I said to her, yeah, well, we kind of do that deliberately. We just want this, we want it to be a space like that, but um, you don't want anyone to feel left out. And I, I use the story where I didn't realise I've actually had people who have had personal conflict coming here at the same time, and yeah. I had no clue because they were that respectful that none of it came forward when they attended this place. And I think that's really, that's a really key thing. And when you go back to looking at some of the gyms where people get online, they start slating each other. So you'll have the people that do lifting, slating the people that do cardio. I've seen it online and I was just horrified and thinking if that was my members, like, speaking to each other like that online never not yeah. having that because i've i've walked into places myself at different in different places and felt intimidated in the past yeah, you know like definitely. you're not I, up to scratch well. yeah. i think the thing is that and i now know is that when people come to a gym or a group fitness places a lot of people have got their game face on when they get there because they're worried about what's coming up yeah. so they're not may not be that friendly yeah yeah or Most it seemed to be that friendly but we definitely try to be here yeah yeah, yeah no, i think you've done a good job of building that that kind of community up here well, use the community <laughs> that, that kind of mentality the community kool-aid yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so um what are you loving about pt so far 
Um, I really like the fact that I can bring people in who might not have a high level of confidence in themselves and that sort of stuff and bring a newfound level of confidence to them in their yeah. own ability and all that sort of stuff and teaching them that they don't have to do any particular thing like they might have done in the past. Uh, if, if they didn't like high intensity work, like we can do something else, we can do yeah. weights and that sort of stuff. Like there's that variation that they didn't see. So they've seen fitness in one single model and they think yeah. that that's the only uh, way to get goals. Yeah. And I like to be able to present new options that they can make it enjoyable and, and yeah. again for them. And then, yeah, building that confidence up as we go. My stomach's growling. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that comes across on the on the thingy, on the recording. Um, yeah, I get the old, um, oh, I don't want to do cardio. Yes. And, you know, uh, yeah. you can, well, all right, well, you know, you can do a little bit. It's kind of, you know, but you don't, it doesn't have to be the main event. And, and once they, yeah, you're right. It's job satisfaction when those little light bulbs go off and people go, oh, you mean I can do a bit more of what I like, do a little bit of potentially of what I don't like or that challenges me. Yes, that's right. Um, but we can, and, and again, it comes back to that individual programming that personal training allows for yeah. versus that whole group fitness notion. So you can adapt it to the individual. And I... I've loved bringing in like, because I'll have people in that might not have done much around weights before and yeah. they really have hated everything they've done because it's been higher paced cardio all the time and they just hate that feeling. They'll do a set of squats, say. Yeah. And they'll be sweating and they'll and feel the burn, huffing and puffing. And go, oh, I didn't know I could yeah. get this sort of a, a yeah. response from lifting weights. And that, that's such a cool thing you to You can get to a cardiovascular well. response from lifting Definitely. weights. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's where I get all my cardio from. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Actually, you should have been doing the circuit that I was yeah. doing today. And that's like, I try to set an example. I didn't want to do that. I, it would be very easy as us for us as trainers to avoid the things that we don't like. And we we do go through periods sometimes of doing that. And then every now and then I'll go, Hey, hang on a minute. You're coasting here. You need to step out of your comfort zone yourself. Yes. You're lifting heavy weights, but let's go and add in some of the shit that you always say that you don't have time for. Like maybe the assault bike, the ski erg, something like that. Let's get it done. And I, um, going back to that whole like results produces motivation in our metabolic program that we've been doing for the last couple of weeks. So I've been sucking it up and doing the finishes as well um, after my sessions. And I've just upped my um, stroke rate on the ski erg today. And I went, oh, holy shit. I couldn't get anywhere near that before. Yeah. That's within two weeks yeah. of That's just different. focusing and... Yeah, doing a program that has a specific focus and getting those results and then going, oh, I actually might like this now. Yeah, that's funny, yeah. You do the things that you once hated. Once you become good at them, you go, oh, actually, I really love this. I'm enjoying doing these things. Yeah. There's things that I would have hated doing in the past that I've actually got to, like, efficient at doing them and just going, ha-ha, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah. There was one stage where I really loved Bulgarian split squats. Yeah, and I, I love them too. Them Everyone hates them. I love yeah, them. Yeah, but once I got good at them, I felt so good in myself about about being efficient at the movement. Yeah. Was, the weights were going up and stuff. And yeah, yeah, it really does build motivation within yourself, I think. I've been making myself do those barbell walking lunges yeah. lately instead because, <laughs> yeah, just for something different. And yeah, that's that's a real challenge trying to lift that barbell out of a lunge every every step. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. It's, yeah, that... that yeah, it's something else, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You sh- you probably should have done some of those when you come in the other yeah. day too. <laughs> I was eating my yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Did I ask you what's the what's the biggest lesson been so far? Um, <laughs> so the biggest lesson would have to be there. Yeah, there's so there's always we sort of touched on I guess, but there's always a way to progress. I say always, there's obviously a few circumstances where there might not be, but in general, there's always a way to progress. No matter what level you're at or no matter how much you're, you might be struggling, there's, there's always a way to progress. So I've, I've learned that with a few clients. I've got one client in particular who suffers with, a, with an illness and it just brings on like great fatigue and, yeah. and muscle and joint aching and all that sort of stuff. So it makes it very hard for them to, to make it to the gym and train, but we've and figured out ways to combat that. Oh, yeah. So when that flares up, we've modified sessions to, you know, say a bit more cable work and stuff like that yep. and taken out a little bit of the high-intensity, like, cardio stuff or maybe the ropes. We've taken things out like that that would be massively taxing on their, their body. So there's always a way around these things and there's always a way to progress. You don't want to make put anyone, I think, number one thing for me and probably yourself as well, um, given like the training that you're going through and, and the people that you're working with is you don't want to leave anyone in a worse state than what. Yes. And sometimes you do have to work around these things and it might be medical conditions or injuries that you've never heard of before and you'll yeah. find yourself like running back and Googling what you can about it, reading, going through textbooks, um, and, but at the end of the day, again, it's about the person in front of you and how they respond. So yes. you might have a, a like perfect example, P- PT, you'll have the perfect session planned. Someone will walk in and go, oh, I hurt my back doing gardening yeah. or painting the house or um, I'm hungover is a good one yeah. I've had before <laughs> as well. Fantastic. So your perfect session plan goes down the drain. And you've got to work around it. And I think that's a really good skill to have. And it's one of the reasons that I value doing personal training when I had a PT client say to me, oh, I was in the hairdressers um, and I heard this trainer who's got a, a space in this town say, why would I do P- Why would I do one-to-one when I can get 30 people in a, in yeah. a class? Like I'm going to earn way more money that way. And I said, because training people one-to-one who can't necessarily – participating group fitness makes you a better coach. Yes, definitely. Because you are working with so many different things. Yeah, and it's good good to have that one-on-one time with a a client, I think. I think it's a lot better. It's a lot better way to train. Yes. Um, Well, hybrid, though, I think is the key because... You don't want to end up in like almost a marriage with someone either. Yes. I've yeah. been there before yeah. in the past and I'm like, mate, you need to start coming to some of the group sessions and they're like, no, no, no. And you find yourself like putting the weights on, putting the weight plates on for them, move, setting everything up for them. Yeah. Um, and basically bathing them through that session when this is something that I went through anyway. Um, and then I had a step back one day and went, oh, I'm, I'm not building that capability. I'm doing it for yeah. them. And that's hard yeah. sometimes to step back. I've noticed that with myself a yeah. few times as well. You'll start to almost baby someone through a session. Yeah. And remember their weights Where, that they've lifted, yeah. count their reps for them. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. I start step back and think, no, what I'm trying to do is build self-efficacy and, yeah. and build them to a point where they can go and train on their own. Yeah. That's what my goal is. And I've, I've spoken to that, about that with a few different clients lately. So that's my goal. I don't want to baby them through a yeah. session to the point where they don't know why 
they're doing what yes. they're doing and they don't know what to do next yep. or how to uh, say if, if a machine was out at the gym, they don't know how to modify it to a different exercise that's going to get the same response. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a big thing for me as well, just having to step back and go, I'm trying to build self-efficacy and guide, guide the session, but not take control of what the person is doing as well, yeah. not baby them through that yeah. session as well. So there's a fine line there. Yeah. I think too. I mean, if the ultimate goal, and I think for you and I, probably the ultimate goal is to make sure that more people do become fitter, healthier, yeah. under their own steam, and I think particularly without just resorting to medical interventions straight yes, away, definitely. you could have, for yeah. example, you yeah. know, and there is a time and a place, but I think that if more people felt uh, comfortable in a gym or in doing strength training, that arguably is more sustainable but a lower injury rate than yeah. most other sports and running yeah. you know if people can learn that then even if they finish with us which they will one day yeah they can the then go it? on to be able to either walk into a gym confidently and train themselves or know what they should be looking for in a, a yeah. new trainer um instead of following trends like that's a big thing for me the fitness industry has been so full of trends and i've been guilty look i'm a i can teach bar i can teach step aerobics as well and i do love it and enjoy it but i think those things should not be the main feature for people they should be more of that like you know the the enjoyment factor the extra stuff a little bit of core work a little bit of cardio most definitely yeah but you shouldn't have to like doggedly adhere. I've had a client who she was caught up years ago in, she told me about it, um, what she called the detox culture in yoga studios in Sydney when she lived down there and about being as small as possible. And so you would just eat things. And she's not a small frame. Like she's a strong girl, big, strong, tall girl. Yeah. And she tried to make herself fit into that scene eating like you were allowed to have a white fish fillet a day with some steamed vegetables and like then just maybe a smoothie and like very small amounts of food and and those kind of trends and scenes have got potential to do damage yeah a lot of damage she had a lot of food issues yeah and it creates such a bad relationship with food then and it's so hard to get out of that and exercise yeah yeah. like how much are you going to do what kind are you going to do oh no you need to do this for long lean muscles well we know people need to do what they enjoy yes exactly right that adherence is key isn't it rather than adherence trumps any type of yes of training program in particular that being said there's always that but people can also adhere to a really shit plan and get results too like i was going to say to you before i mean you and i could have a naturally athletic person walk into our sessions and we give them any old exercise and they're going to get really good adaptations to that. They're just going to excel because they, they might already be naturally um, powerful, muscular, that kind of thing. So that you do see examples where, um, yeah, naturally athletic people will be able to do large amounts of work and they'll sort of, you know, get those results. And then other people who maybe don't have that genetic potential are looking to those athletes to, you know, as a, yeah, as a inspiration. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, maybe if I just work harder, I'll get there. Next minute, the knee's blown out, the back's yes, blown that's out. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's important to, yeah, keep that stuff in mind and know that, yeah, adherence is key, but we've, 
yeah, there are a lot of variables, which yes, is why so we're many. here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because we obviously obsess over this stuff and read about it and yeah. live it and breathe it and we give it to people and that, that's why we know. And I think it's probably easy to assume that the job just involves yelling at people. Yeah, I think a lot of people <laughs> do assume that, yeah. Yeah, yeah just I, wanna, I need you to yell at me so I'll do exercise. Well, oh, that's not no. really what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah. But I, I do act up a little bit in here sometimes because they do like it. Whether yeah. they say they don't like it or not, they do like it. And I've, I'm allowed to do that because I'm older and um, more experienced now. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so when someone signs up with you, what does their journey look like and sort of what do you offer? So it's, it can just depend on, on the <laughs> type of person. On what but they need. Yeah, yeah. On, on what you need and what you're looking for. But generally, if. What's their... your ideal sort of pathway for. So, also, like for me, I'll get them in for a free initial session just to sit. So I say to them, so you can see the space. Yeah. Um, we'll run through a couple of basic exercises. It's not going to be like a commando training session where I yell at you and yeah. make you run around in circles, jump up and down, roll around, whatever. Um, so just come in see the space and I'll talk to you about how I would program for your goals yeah. and you can decide whether that's something that you want to participate in. Yeah, most definitely. So yeah. my, my process is similar in that regard so yeah. for local people like for in-person sessions i'll generally have a conversation it's generally over social media or email yeah. or or i might meet someone down the street something like that we'll have a conversation um i'll send out a form yeah just to find out a little bit more just to prompt a few different things that i so i can gain a little bit more information about yeah. what they're after and who they are and what they do and all that sort of stuff then we'll book an intro session yeah. And then the same thing, we don't want to, we're not looking to do a crazy um, uh, hard and fast workout or anything like that. We'll go through a few movement patterns and engage where you're at. It's more it's of an assessment, an assessment, isn't it? Yeah, okay, all that sort so of stuff. where's this person at? Yeah. What's their baseline so I can progress them from there? Yes, exactly right. Because I can then, yeah, like there's a few things, like especially with them big prime mover exercises, we can yeah. go through them and. Just go, okay, well, this is where they're at. This is what program would best suit you yeah. going forward or what style of training would best suit you to get your goals. Yeah. And then I'll either, yeah, then I'll give my options for, for what I think is best Did ongoing. you say you're doing like an 8PT package with people? Yeah, so I'll do, for just eight in person, sessions. I'll do an eight-session pass. Yep. And I've also got an eight week eight session hybrid pass as well oh yep so where, that involves a bit more of the online programming yeah too. that's right so yep. they can train up to you know up to five days a week depending on their level of yep. fitness and how, whether they're where they're ready to how <laughs> much they're ready to <laughs> yeah. do yeah yeah yep. <laughs> and um and then plus they get the the one-off session with me every week yeah so it just, just depends on where you're at and, and whether i think you're ready to go into that gym environment safely and all that sort yep. of stuff as well or if they're already there and they need a bit of guidance yeah. and structure yeah exactly yeah. right and just just because a lot of people go into the gym without a plan and yep. they'll go in and they'll just do a few different movements every time they go there but it's all, always varying yeah they'll they'll find some video on on youtube maybe or on, yep. on instagram and they'll mimic that yep. and then they'll do that for a week but then they'll change to something else the next week and the weights are never progressed. progressed or anything like that. So that's where they just need that little bit of guidance just to help them get on track. Yeah. And understand how programming actually works yeah. and how it can be progressive for I for said them. to a client who wanted some home stuff recently, I was like, she goes, oh, can you just set me 
sessions every Tuesday and Thursday for home or whatever. And I said, well, no, I do it on a week to week basis because I'm going to review what you've recorded and your feedback and your notes on how, like how it went, yeah, what your workload was, uh, how you're feeling. If I set it like 12 weeks in advance, there are so many things that can happen in yeah, that time. Most definitely. It's not, yeah, it's not a linear why, progress. So with my process. online program, I use a Google Sheets. Yeah. And so that's why I really like that because I can see that in real time. So any data that gets entered in to that sheet, on. it's on real real time. And then every week I'll adjust yep. and I'll change things to suit. I'll tweak things and then I'll have a feedback form as well, which again, lets me find out how they're going, how yep. everything else is going. Cause everything else affects your workout throughout the week. It's not just the session itself. Like yeah. your, your different stresses outside of work and all that like work Absolutely. and all that sort of stuff. Do so. you get uh, your clients to film technique if they're online or do you check in their technique when they're here? So yeah, it just depends if it's fully online. Yep. I will get them to send a video of each of of the base like movements for that program. Yep. I'll get them to send through a, a video of that. Yeah. And then I'll assess that form and then if the form isn't where it should be yet, I'll scale back to a different thing so that we can progress up into that exercise so basically. valuable to be able definitely. to definitely especially um, online because you're not seeing that person that's that does it makes it harder to program yeah i think it's harder to program on the fly online than it is to in person yeah. because you can't just re- reactively respond but i to think what videos are really doing. useful because the person can see themselves as well so when we're yes. standing here in person and i'm going okay I want you to sit your hips back a bit more, chest up, that kind of thing. They're not looking at themselves doing that. Whereas yeah. if they film themselves for you to give you that video, they're also having a look at it and you can go, hey, can you see where your knees were coming in a bit? Yes, you know, most And definitely. give that feedback and they can actually see. And you see. feel like you are doing it exactly right. Yeah. Like if, you, you know, if you're not used to doing that move. I've done it myself actually recently with a, I think I was doing trap bar deadlifts and mm. I filmed myself yeah. from, from the side. Yep. And I've looked at that and thought, you know, I nailed them. They were pretty heavy. I felt really good. And then I looked at the video and thought, oh, I actually wasn't like coming up to a full lockout. I was, ah. There was a few things there that I could have worked yep. on. And I've, yeah, so it's, it doesn't matter where you're at in your journey. That can help yeah. with building your own technique and critiquing yeah. yourself and that sort of stuff. Yeah. I sort of follow, I program for myself for like eight weeks um, at a time. And so it'll be overloading the basically the same exercises as you say for that program block as well as working on technique and I'll film myself for my story posts and I think you know in the back of my mind sometimes I'm like oh this is a bit boring they'll be like oh she's squatting again oh (laughs) this is deadlifting again but that's basically what training is but when you're working with you know your general population clients you'll throw in the the circuit at the end of the rope slams and that's so they feel like they're getting that variety they feel but they're actually getting what they need yes yeah at the start of the session a little bit of excitement and stuff yeah yeah (laughs) but i like to just show those videos because i'm like yep here's me again this is what it is squatting Uh, i saw a thing and it said um was that on instagram i think and it said something like if if good fitness trainers posted their workout every single yep. day, it'll be boring and it'll yes. be the same thing month in, yep. month out, like with a few progressions thrown yep. in. He said that's what good training is. I thought yep. like, that was a really good way of putting that. But yeah, people want the newest, exciting yep. craze trend. and trend, yes, yeah. to, to, that they think will get them better results than the last trend. But I think yeah. it's important to be really transparent about that. I mean, you don't want to, like, you don't want people to be 
bored and go, oh, really, I don't want to do that. But you want people to know, I think, especially that the people that they're looking at on Instagram that have those big muscles and that they're... And I think some of the people that own F45s in particular are actually physique competitors and they're not doing F45 circuits to look that way, but they will post their physique competitor body and say, hey, I own an F45. And then I've had clients come to me and be like, she's goals. She's doing F45. No, she's not. I'm sorry. She's not. She's doing a thousand repetitions a week on her arms to make them look like that. Do you have time for that? Exactly. (laughs) So sometimes you've got to be bad news, but I think it's important to set expectations for people and be like, hey, you might not look like a physique competitor, competitor with your time available to train but we can definitely improve where you're at yeah and mate let's just keep it simple i, I think, think that yeah, yeah there's the, so most of the people or well not most so a lot of the people selling these programs are physique competitors yes. or they're um a fitness model or something or like that on or they're on, on yeah, <laughs> some, some help helpful supplements yes um but yeah they and they're the ones selling these quick programs to get you in shape and you look at that physique and go oh, oh awesome. is that what they've been doing to get that yeah. and so it's not it's so much time in training and it's crazy and that's their job you know and repetition repetition that's the thing that yeah people don't get and when you you give them a program or like using my program as an example yeah i'm squatting again it's monday squatting again (laughs) yeah but i actually i think you can get to a point where you appreciate that and it takes the mental like it takes the decision fatigue out of it if you're progressing a program following it along you're just like i don't have to think i'm like oh it's monday i come in and i squat and i deadlift and i hip thrust and i do some lunges yeah i'm not it's not mentally taxing like wandering into a gym and going what am i gonna do today and what's free and what do i feel like doing yeah, it's exactly just the program. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. I, I've I've come to probably like you said. I've come to love the the monotony of it. Yes. I've come to love it, grinding yeah. out each rep That's every single week, yeah. and it's always the same. And but I've just come to love it because I love the results that come with it as well. That's right. And uh, you know, you and you do you progress weight on things like it, it might not be every day, but which never really yes. is once you get to a certain level. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's just that that same day in day out, well week in week it's out. It's routine and it's, it's habit. Yes, it's yeah, creating habits. And it's what's needed and I think if more people if we could teach more people to learn to love it without going out and doing like trendy stuff that breaks their body down yeah. after like a certain amount of time and then they're out of yeah. fitness for a while and it's like if you just made this part of your life off you go the yeah, rest of your life right. is so much better. Yeah. I and I've said to a lot of people who've just said, oh, you know, what's the secret? And what? Oh, there really isn't a secret. All you just need to do is start to introduce new things into your lifestyle and like new habits, start to walk more daily, do yep. these things every single day until they become a part of your daily routine. And then yeah, And then stack, more. yeah, stack a new <laughs> habit on top of that. Like, yep. Then you might go to the gym and do weights once or once a week. And then yep. the next month you might do it twice a week or and just start to build these habits and the progress will come. One of the biggest... Um, things that I struggle with as a trainer is, and this is why I've restructured my business the way I have as well, 
is getting working or battling against that mindset people have that they need to feel motivated in order to attend in the first place. Yes. And I'm like, mate, if you don't feel like coming and and you're booked in for the semi-private personal training session, like our small group lifting sessions, I want you to just come here and I just want you to do some squats and then you can leave. Just go. I don't care if you only do squats. The point is that you showed up. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, they're going to end up wanting to finish their session. Definitely. I've I've said that to a few people as well. And that's been a bit of an aha moment for some of the people. uh, One, I have an online client and she just, you know, she didn't feel up to it. And I said, well, just go down and do a set. Yep. Just do one set of your first exercise. Then walk out. And then walk out. But then you'll, I bet you that you find that you want to yep. stay and you'll do your next two sets and yep. then you'll do your next group of exercises and you'll keep going and then you'll, you'll leave, you'll feel good because you've done your, your, your workout for the day and every, you'll be motivated And afterwards. the next time you'll see that progress, you'll see yeah. the weight on the bar go up, you'll see your body changing and you'll be like, oh, this is actually all right. Yeah, that's But right. it's just getting there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just showing up, starting it off. And you don't know, it doesn't have to be anything spectacular to start out with either. Like, you just, just show up. Yeah. Start and then go from there and build. If only more people could become fitness nerds like us. Yeah. I can see that our um, partners, respective partners, are going to probably, well, if they even listen to this episode, they're probably going to be eye-rolling massively yeah. about this little nerd fest here. Yeah. So... Most definitely. <laughs> I think we'll just wrap it up by letting people know how they can get in touch with you. So how can people um, work with you? Yeah, so best place where I'm most active is Instagram because I love yeah, my selfies. Bloody yeah, <laughs> But yeah, so Instagram, number one place, it's uh, at judge underscore fit. And, or you can shoot me an email. And What's that's tyler.j at judgefit.com. Awesome. I'll link it in the show notes awesome. as well. Thank thanks you. for your time yeah, thanks today. Thanks for having me. It was good. Yeah. Enjoyed it. The and nerd fest. <laughs> just make sure you put my bloody plates back when, yeah, in the right order. when you're here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Never. All right. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you.